Lexi and I'm a self-discovery coach and yoga instructor serving people through my business Alive to Enjoy and this is Heart Snuggles, a holistic wellness podcast where I invite guests to drop into their heart space through authentic conversations and compassionate intentions all in mini cuddly episodes. I'm so happy you're here and so grateful, so, so, so grateful you're listening. (laughs) Today's episode is one that recorded two years ago when I was traveling with my friend Bo. We have traveled so many places together and she is so beautiful. She's been traveling for years on her own as a woman and she's just so empowering and beautiful and brave. And so I thought I would share this episode with you today and as always if you're enjoying this please leave a review rate it five stars share with friends and just spread the heart snuggles and i'm excited for you to listen to this episode have a good day bom dia we are here in portugal today i have my lovely lovely best travel mate Bo, with us <laughs> bom dia lexi <laughs> from all the way from the Netherlands. <laughs> and um, we met while living in Australia um, for two years through our mutual friend, Jackson, who we love so much. And yeah, we ended up working at the same place, road tripping together. We volunteered with whale sharks. Heaps of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are in Portugal exploring together. I did a mini road trip here too. So it's been lots of fun. And um, Bo has been living a uh, travel-free, travel life, just picks where she wants to go, lives, finds a job, and makes it do. So currently she's in Aveiro, Aveiro in Costa Nova, working as a windsurfer instructor. How cool! <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so just come and talk to her a little bit today, asking her how she lives her amazing life. I feel honored. (laughs) And we're going to start with um, talking about where did you learn your courage to live the life that you have now? I don't know if I actually learned that. Um, How did you gain the courage? Yes, I think for me it just had like a little push after I I graduated like from like college and I just had this little push that I always wanted to like travel to Australia and I had a friend abroad, and I just went. But to be honest, I was crying on the plane. I had no idea what I was doing. I did too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was crying. I was like, what am I doing? Why am I leaving? Everything behind it. It's so nice. Um, so, yeah. I think, actually, the courage I have now to do the things I'm doing now, it's things I learned while being on the road. Because mm-hmm. I, obviously, I still have those moments that I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Um, but it's not as, like the the anxiety is not as that strong anymore as it used to be yeah so how do you lean into that discomfort when you start feeling those emotions come up it's really weird but i know i can do it so it's just like a, a real like a remind myself yeah like i know i've like now i've done this before but anyway i know that i know the person who i am and i know that i can trust myself and what i'm doing and if it doesn't work out the way i do then i just try to let it go and just go in a different direction and mm-hmm. That feeling uh, is stronger than 
anxiety. Yeah. So that works a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's so nice. So many people, I always hear, like, when I talk about my lifestyle mm-hmm. as well, like, how they're so fearful of, like, well, what if it's the wrong thing? Or, you know, like, you yeah. know, all of these, and they just let anxiety win instead of pushing through that. So yeah. trusting yourself. I think that's it. Yeah. Like, really believing in that you're capable of what you're doing. It's beautiful that you discovered that. Yes. <laughs> it took me a while, though. A lot of tears on planes. <laughs> challenges you faced in your lifetime that's really helped you grow and it's who you are today oh like challenges in my lifetime <laughs> do you mean like do you want to talk about my childhood or do you want to talk about my travel <laughs> it's like different challenges obviously yeah maybe whatever you feel most comfortable with oh well um like uh, like my travel shaped me a lot in the person who I am now that's for sure and it sounds always like super cliche when people say that mm-hmm. because I, I hate reading those quotes, you know, that people are like, oh, you know, if you don't travel, you only read one page of the book. Um, but I really stand by that the travel made me a way more confident person. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I was younger, I wasn't always like this confident. I feel really confident at the moment. And I wasn't like that at all. I was super like self-conscious and um, really caring about how I looked and how I, my, my posture was. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, it's not always been like this. Um, yeah, and like, I don't know, it's just, there's like a lot of things happened in my life, obviously, that shaped me the way I am. But yeah. I really know that how I can stand for something mm-hmm. now. And now I can stand up for my rights a bit more because I've been walked over way too many times, even as a kid. Yeah. Like I was scared as a kid for other people. So scared that when the phone rang that I didn't dare to pick it up. And obviously that's been like a, a process. Yeah. So it's been, it's 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 something happened that that made it. Like I don't, know, I don't really know how to say it, mm-hmm. but it's it's not always been like this for sure. It's. Um, I remember when you started working at Equium and you're like, I don't want to answer the phones. Yeah, I still have the phone anxiety. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah, because a phone is just. I like talking to people because I can see their facial expressions. Yeah, and when I don't see them. Um, it's just the just only having the sound mm-hmm. is just uh, I don't know. It's a tra- it's a traumatizing experience been yeah. for me, and it sounds super stupid, but I'm blaming a person for it. So it's just being scared of like um, interacting with a certain person because you know they will kind of abuse you. Yeah, and if you don't want to talk with them, then you can avoid them as much as possible. But since there are phones, they can always call you. Yeah. So every time the phone rings. I got this like massive attack and that's that's something I still have. I don't like phone calls. I still don't like them, but it's way better for sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's really hard to work through those. And especially something so simple as that, like you can't avoid that, you know? Exactly. And they say, yeah, (laughs) my little trauma with the phones. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. We all have our little traumas. And that's the hardest part too, is like, you don't know what everyone's been through and it's like, you know, for you, it's a phone. It's like, but it seems like nothing. But yeah. you have your because story. Because yes, before the phone, obviously, there have been a lot. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Um, what makes you feel empowered? What? Uh, I I know exactly the answer to this <laughs> question. Well, it's it's more like standing in my power itself. I think that's the main thing, and it's a feeling of pride of like being super proud of yourself, mm-hmm. and um. We were talking about this actually a few days ago about the fact that I 
really enjoy the feeling can be super overwhelming as well of being all by myself in a city completely anonymous no one knows me I don't speak the language but that feeling of pride you know self-pride like mm -hmm. oh my god I'm capable of doing this and I am here um, it's super it's a very how do you say that very um, aware and very present like being in the present it's such a powerful feeling. I can sometimes, like, you know, like, oh, I just want to sing. I just want to <laughs> share it. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. so powerful. You can feel it in your chest. And that feeling that you can kind of, like, conquer the whole world, mm -hmm. it's, for me, it's um, it's so overwhelming. And it's, it's I can't really describe it in words. It's, that's the, one of the strongest feelings I've experienced in my life. It's crazy. It's mm -hmm. so, so overwhelming, but it's so nice. And it makes me feel so strong and being so it could, so so strong in my power and who I am and yeah. so nice yeah how do you get back there when you feel like you've fallen off of that of, of that feeling yeah mm, that's a good question um I normally feel that I I need something that like really kind of challenges me mm -hmm. if I overcome my challenges then I will go back to that feeling you gain that strength yeah exactly so normally it's when I am getting really comfortable with things mm -hmm. and uh, life just flows like sometimes I need something that kind of dips me a little bit yeah you know it's not always happy days yeah and then after that when I get out of it it's like just uh, that feeling just that makes me just yeah. go and thrive further. It's yeah. super nice. Yeah. It's just funny because most people you find avoiding challenges, but you bring them face on. Yes, I love challenges. Yeah. I mean, that's how we grow as people, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. Uh, not all of them are nice, obviously, but <laughs> it's just nice to go, be like, yeah, I'm just going to go and do this. Yeah. Just always, um, yeah, but sometimes it's just going somewhere by myself. Just a, even like a walk in the forest. Yeah, just it's just out. getting out of all the hectic things and the routine that I'm doing and just going there by myself, being peace, and then it's just... Um, it's a realization. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's a realization of like, okay, here am I, and I'm happy that I'm here. Back to the present. Exactly. Yeah. And do you think because you face so many challenges in your life, you now see them as stepping stones to move you forward for sure yeah, yeah for sure for sure but it's the funniest thing is that sometimes i don't even see a challenge as a challenge anymore afterwards yeah so yeah, exactly. it's super weird at one point it kind of looks like super big but then when it's gone like it's actually like oh you know it helped me and it's actually it wasn't like it was challenging but i don't see it as a bad thing totally because yeah. life happens for you not to you i really believe that so what advice would you give someone that's trying to live this like really free um, responsibility, zero responsibility, <laughs> just like go with, bow with the flow? <laughs> you keep saying this, how, so <laughs> how do they live the, with the bow with the flow lifestyle? <laughs> that was, oh my God, maybe I should like write a book with the bow, how to live a bow with the flow lifestyle. Um, <laughs> I think, well, we're going back to the comfort zone here because I think it's really every time getting out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and facing that fear of like doing something that's it's scary. Um, but that's how I actually, getting out of my comfort zone brought me in places that I would never go otherwise. So yeah, it's, it's really like if 
um, like like I dance now. Like you took me dancing. I didn't want to. I felt uncomfortable, but I keep pushing, and I I did it. Same as like the horse riding job I've been doing. It's something that is at the other side of the world. I didn't know if I was gonna get the job, but I still did it. It's a risk taking thing that mm-hmm. you're doing as well. And I went there, and it was one of the best things I I've done. Uh, same as like working in the ops. Like the jobs that I got in my life, um, is just decisions I made. Like okay, this this sounds really cool. I love to do this. And then I just try. Yeah. And obviously, um, you have to make sacrifices for that because I know that there's people back in the Netherlands that are missing me, and I know that I'm hurting them by leaving. And I always say I live like a kind of a, a selfish lifestyle because I, I obviously think about them, I visit them, and I keep in touch with them and still build my relationships with them. But it's um, the decisions I make. The main decisions are, like, are for me mm-hmm. so it's um you have to be a bit of a selfish person to live this way and you have to make sacrifices you have to be able to be comfortable with not knowing what's going to happen um to be comfortable being by yourself because you're going to be a lot by yourself be comfortable with learning how to approach people which is also a new thing because you need to be open to yeah. meet new people and um, that's something i really see when i go somewhere because being open and friendly if you're just with the group you're always with it's super hard that uh, for other people to approach you mm-hmm. so it's like kind of like how do you say that at your posture you have to like show an open that you're open for other people to approach yeah um so it's a lot of different things that you kind of like have to sacrifice as well but it's for me it's been the best thing like the absolute yeah. best thing it's the this lifestyle I like to live for way longer because for me it's just life is not about going to university getting a great career already deciding at a young age um, what house I'm gonna buy what car I'm gonna buy what partner I'm gonna live with the rest of my life Mm -hmm. life for me is not about that and like life for me has so much more to offer yeah I don't it's more the it, it comes maybe from a fear a fear of living an unfulfilled life that I make the decisions I make. Hell yeah. That's a good <laughs> life to live by. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think listening, like, people make selfish decisions all the time, but it's in such a different spectrum, you know? And so I think That's this true. is awesome to make a self, this decision that pushes you so far forward instead of just being like, I want to spend money on this nice yeah. car instead of, yeah. you know? It's like, I don't have any stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the only labels, I've got, a, I've got a laptop and a and a phone, but I don't have anything else. Yeah. Like a little backpack. So, yeah. yeah. So, really detaching from all the materialistic yes. worlds. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Letting that go. So, you have to learn to let go a lot mm-hmm. to live your lifestyle. Just one or two pretty outfits, but that's right. it. <laughs> And then no, cut clothes he, from me and your other friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love spending time with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, not any pretty outfits, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so, so, what if someone has, like, never done anything when they had to t- take a risk willingly? Like, sometimes, you know, or, like, challenges come to you, but sometimes you force yourself or mm-hmm. force yourself to take risks. Like, what would you tell someone if they're like, well, I can't. I can't leave my family, or I can't, you know, leave this job, or I can't take that yeah. risk, because, well, like, how can you, do you think, motivate someone to just do it? To do it, yeah. <laughs> because I hear this a lot from people, like, you know, uh, I can't, 
I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, well, the fact if you see it, I always think, oh, you don't really want it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I would not like recommend, <laughs> like for example, um, a mom with two kids just and and, and uh, that's like, okay, bye. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's a responsibility. Like when you got kids, it's a responsibility that you have to mm-hmm. fulfill. Like that's my picture. That's why I'm. Don't have kids yet. Yeah. I don't know if I want kids, but if I'm gonna get them, yeah. I'm gonna commit to my kids, obviously. Um, but I think it's um, if you really want something, you're not stuck. You you think in your mind you're stuck in something, and um, I think that's something. What we as the generation or the time that we live in now have to be like very well aware of that we have a lot of freedom because of the opportunities we have and. And I don't, I really am not saying to people that you need a lot of money to do what I'm doing because I barely have any money. (laughs) I get it. I volunteer a lot. I hitchhike a lot. I stay with people. It's, if you really want something and you are willing to make those sacrifices because you really need to kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe if you really want to be sure if this is the lifestyle for you, it's go on a like a I don't know a two month trip and I mean what like you don't have to do it like as drastic as I did like cancel your apartment and just go <laughs> like sell your stuff and just don't know what's happening because maybe it's not for you could be I mean I've got a lot of friends that actually uh traveled for a couple of months and then they were like okay I'm gonna go back home because this, this is not for me yeah. which is fine too I mean this is not for everyone but um it's it really if you say you're stuck, I kind of feel like there's a there is a way, yeah. there is a way. There's you're not in prison, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you are, there's still a way. People come out of prison and start business. Exactly, yeah. like you can get out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah. But it, I understand. It's just also people are scared. Mm-hmm. I was too. Yeah. I was devastating, really crying. I think that's the most important thing. Is like. Just because we're doing what we are doesn't mean we're not we, we don't have fears and oh, no. we don't have emotions. Like <laughs> I'm insecure too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm still human. <laughs> yeah, it's just about moving past the not. Yeah, that. yeah. So how do you maintain balance in your life with with the life you live? Yeah, it's a very good question because it's sometimes quite hard. Yeah. Um, I believe that we as people kind of like, or at least I try from a little bit of a routine as well. So after um, like traveling for a little bit, like going from place to place to place, it's it's super exhausting. So what I do is I um, kind of like make a little daily routine, for example. So I get up at the same time. I um, do some yoga. I like to do yoga. Um, I make a little schedule. So I still like planning things, not... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dutch like, in you. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I mean, not like that. I plan like a weeks ahead, but yeah. I like to wake up and do some like research of like the town I am in and make a little schedule. So I'm I'm not just going wandering. I have those days as well, but I like to know a bit about the town and mm-hmm. um. But I have this as well. I need to settle sometimes. Yeah. I need to settle. So then I find a nice place or sometimes like the job I'm doing now it just appears yeah like when you ask for it from the universe it will sometimes like offer it so it's always. really nice yeah, yeah it's super nice so um yeah and it's always uh and and then you can make your little routine for how long you are capable of being comfortable in that place which is super nice because I learned a lot of languages I learned a lot of like new cultures and it's super 
it's a really really cool thing to to experience uh, but it's really I need stuff sometimes stop running and mm -hmm. just settle for a little bit mm -hmm. ground and then continue yeah it's kind of how it rolls yeah I think it's I think it's easy people it's easy to get off routines especially when we live this rest lifestyle but mm -hmm. there's always a way to have a routine even if you're on the go and yes. that's really important to stay yes get up I think sleep is super important mm -hmm. if you're like get up at the same time and go to bed uh, at the same time it's so much more healthier for your body oh yeah like it's it makes a heaps of a difference yeah it's like huge yes <laughs> obviously when you're young and you want to party a lot it's like you can't do like this lifestyle if you yeah. always do that it's not gonna work for you i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> like you will you will get sick of it mm -hmm. very quickly i thought of something else um what was one of the most scary moments you've had being a girl traveling by yourself Oh, that's a really good one. I know exactly the answer. <laughs> um, well, I did. It, I think I did it quite a, like a lot of things that people would be like, "Oh, don't do that. It's crazy." Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, so one thing I did is like I hitchhiked over the whole west coast in Australia from uh, Darwin, which is all the way up in the north, to Perth, which is uh, like in the in the west, the southwest. So I don't know how many kilometers it actually. I think two and a half thousand or something. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Maybe country. Two, yeah, it's like it's a whole continent. <laughs> to put it in perspective, Europe like fits like easily in Australia. <laughs> so it was from one side of Europe to the other side. Um, but I was with this gold miner, and he was a really nice guy. But he was just he made me very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. And not it is not that anything happened, but the way that he also expressed like he was telling a lot of stories that were sexual based um he invited me to sleep with him in his little swag um it was a swag is a small tent for those who don't know yeah it's like a sleeping bag but then you can roll it out in if there's like a, a little bit more space yeah, yeah and it's it's made for sleeping outside without without a tent um so yeah it was a very uncomfortable experience i was just really scared because um we were camping at the river and there was a we heard that there was crocs uh, crocodiles <laughs> in there so it was already like one thing and then there were cows that were super loud and this man was inviting me to sleep in his swag and it was in the middle of nowhere so um how I, old is he i don't know Older? he had kids my age i know okay so yeah some, somewhere in his 50s yeah um, but I told him that I would sleep with a knife in my pocket because I was scared of the crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I was scared so of the give him the fear? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, if you touch me, I'll stab you. <laughs> that was my vibe. I was yeah. trying to like... Yeah. <laughs> nothing, but nothing happened. Like, yeah. seriously, nothing happened. He, you can always tell. Like, they put off that strong energy that's like, if I'm going to see if she's weak and vulnerable and if yeah. I can do this, but... Yes, definitely. But if he wanted to do something, like really wanted to... That was an opportunity because I was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, like, I know that I was in a dangerous situation. I think that's the, like, stupid decision. I felt really, yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. And the worst thing it was, it's not one day, but it was three days of driving. So, <laughs> two nights of camping. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. <laughs> so, did you, did you just tell yourself, like, how did you remain calm, like, in that situation? Oh, um... Well, there was no network either, so I couldn't text. I couldn't text my family or anyone. So um, how old were you? Twenty, twenty-one, I think. No, I should be. No, 22, 22, 22 for sure. Yeah, twenty-two. 
Oh my god. If you think about it now, it's so unresponsible. <laughs> my goodness. What was I thinking? No, I think I would do it again, actually. Isn't that the worst thing? Yes, but how did I remain calm? I think I was just confident with my pocket knife yeah. as well. That gave me a little bit of protection. And it's just um, that I really believed that he wouldn't do anything. Yeah. I really told myself nothing is going to happen. Putting our energy yeah, exactly. out there. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing is going to happen and I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, obviously you have uncomfortable feelings. But I have this every time with panic. You just have to really tell yourself nothing is going to happen. Like, remain calm. Like, I've got a, actually a perfect example of this. Because I was giving a kite surf lesson to a 14-year-old boy. And um, the kite dropped in the water and there was a super strong current. So... With kiting, I'm holding the student, so we were both drifting up, and he couldn't manage to get the kite, launch the kite out of the water. So we were dragged with the current, and the wind was in our backs, and we were slowly dragging onto the water further and further. And I couldn't reach my arms around him, and he started to panic because we lost the ground under our feet. And I could feel his panic, you know, mm -hmm. you can sense it when mm -hmm. someone is like really panicking. And he was also like, you know, making the sounds of like, oh my god, like trying to fight against the current, which is impossible yeah. because the current and the wind of the kite, so it's not working. Um, so I really had to tell myself that moment, nothing is going to happen, mm -hmm. which didn't. And, but I had to tell him as well, look, the worst thing that we can have, have happen is like the, that we end up in the next town, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a panic. You can easily let yourself completely like go away with panic. It's mm -hmm. super easy. It goes like this yeah but you just have to not do it <laughs> sounds super easy run the other way <laughs> yeah but i know i know about like i've actually have been struggling with panic attack panic attack myself yeah. like proper panic attacks that i was sitting on the chair and it was nothing was going on and it overwhelmed me and i was felt like paralyzed my you know my limbs are like and they start hyperventilating and it's like just it's, spirals exactly it's the worst feeling it's super scary and i literally thought i was going to die mm -hmm. and it's it's just a moment of realization that you think nothing is going to happen and if so then so be it mm -hmm. i think that's a really strong one that's a, that trust again yeah because what's the worst thing that can happen i'll die okay well then i feel more bad about for my family <laughs> than for myself yeah. yeah it's just nothing is going to happen there's acceptance and if so then so be it mm -hmm. That's surrendering, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, so that's kind of like the feminine and masculine energy that I want to talk to you about. So watching you work, you're just like <laughs> one second, you know, windsurf instructor, the next second you're building a shelf. You're like, this is so unorganized. I'm gonna just build a shelf. And like, just you're just so such a strong female. Where do you think you got that from? The masculine energy. <laughs> yeah. Well, like we all have feminine and masculine, but you're really strong and you're masculine. Yeah. And so where do you think that developed from? Like being the super strong woman you are yeah well um i think my dad when i grow up my uh i didn't have a dad in my life after the age of 11 our dad kind of like left us so i didn't have a dad and before that he was always there and he was a really hard worker so like he was always working he's like work addict like seriously work addict but he always taught us this like kind of like attitudes or like you know it was really like you have luxury horses and working horses it's people that like luxury and people that like working mm -hmm. and I just grew up working and nothing was 
too heavy for me as a kid, which was bullshit, obviously. But I really got taught that I was a girl, but that didn't matter. Like yeah. I had muscles too, and <laughs> I could carry that. If I like, I did everything when I was super young. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of grew up being always doing those things. And even after my dad left us, it was like, still, it was always, it was always there. And it was also for the family because my mom, she didn't have much money. So like literally she worked every morning. She left super early and then she came home back late. And then the same day, like, you know, we just didn't have any money, like nothing. So we kind of like grew up very fast by doing that and you have to be you know that with an attitude like that you just take over things in like householding and everything just learning like be super independent Mm -hmm. and um i think that's what i still have yeah like really it drives me and just like (sighs) we're super strong that way where we had to grow up independent so young and i think that's what makes us this lifestyle is so much easier for us to just do that because we've yeah. had to learn how to, if something's not going right, let's fix it. Yeah, we've exactly. got to solve this. There's no one that's going to come sweep us, pick us Ex- up. No like, one, no. Yeah. No one, no. That's so true. And it's still like that. And I know it's still like that. So that's why, um, yeah. It, but it's, I'm very thankful for it as well because it makes me give this attitude that I'd never feel really lost mm-hmm. when I'm traveling. Yeah. Like, I learned at the age of 12 that I had to work every Saturday 10 hours to pay for my horse because I, I had a pony and I wanted mm-hmm. to keep my pony. Mm-hmm. But my mom couldn't pay it. So I was working every Saturday after school and every morning I went cycled there and every afternoon. So I know how to make sacrifices for something that you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people those days don't really understand. You know, you need to make sacrifices for something if you want to do something. Yeah. And... um yeah, sometimes you have to be a bit of a harder person for doing that. Or, have, like, you at least work for it. Yeah. You know, work. It yeah. doesn't always come to you. Yeah. You have to fucking work for it. So. <laughs> Can't just wait around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's just, um, yeah, a combination of those things. Like, growing up, learning it very young, and just, just having to, mm-hmm. like, you know, I have to do it. Yeah, no choice. No choice. It's that or... Drawn, you know, he's doing yeah. a draw. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Well, if anyone wants to follow Bo's adventures, <laughs> both. No joke. No, I actually um, main things I do are on Instagram, but I do have a website. It's bowwiththeflow.wordpress.com. <laughs> but I should post more on that. But if you really want to follow where I'm now, um, I think Polar Steps are actually the best thing because then you can track me live. What is that? Polar Steps. Polar Steps? Mm-hmm. Polar Steps is a, actually, it's a kind of commercial website, which I'm using. It's great. <laughs> and it tracks you everywhere you go. So at the moment, you can actually see that I am here. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't say exactly the address, but <laughs> it says roughly where I am. And yeah. it, you can see the lines of where I literally walk. Wow. And um, yeah, it's for me, it's a, like I put it public because I don't really, like I know some people are scared about those things, but... I don't, I'm not really scared about those things. Uh, as far as I know, I don't have any stalkers, so yeah. I like to keep it that way, though, but still. Um, and I, I can write different blogs on it with photos, and mm-hmm. you will see them. Up. And you can see my trips as well that I've done already. So the ones in Asia and Australia um, and in, uh, in France. So, yeah, you can even go back in time and see what I did and how I was thinking about it and with all the pictures and everything. And what's your Instagram name? My first and my last name. So it's Beau Brimmel, which is also my Polish steps. It's Beau Brimmel. It's super easy. 
So my Instagram is bow.bookable. <laughs> Do you have to spell it? <laughs> That's cool. I'll add it in the footnotes okay. for everyone. <laughs> my last name is so Dutch. Dutchy. Teach, them, teach everyone a Dutch saying. You have a lot of funny Dutch sayings. <laughs> <laughs> a funny Dutch saying. Oh. Your sign off. <laughs> uh, oh no! I want to. I want to say a word which mm-hmm. is not very original, but it's a word that doesn't have a translation, and it's super hard to pronounce as well. I think <laughs> that's why I would love to give this one. Um, so the word is. You ready for this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're making a lot of sounds in our language. So um, if every time I, I'm trying to teach Lexi something, she's already using sounds even when they're not there. <laughs> But they're here, Alexis. Okay. Just for you. (laughs) Okay, the word is gezellig. (laughs) Gezellig. Close enough. Gezellig. 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 It's hard. It's It's super hard. It's okay, you can listen it back and practice. Practice to say gezellig. Um, And it actually describes like a cozy atmosphere with friends. So it's like, it's a nice atmosphere, like... For example, a party can be gezellig. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, just a one-on-one catch-up can be super gezellig. <laughs> super gezellig. <laughs> um, Hashtag gezellig. 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 Um, yeah, so it's like a cozy atmosphere. Like you're having a good time with friends. Um, and it just describes good vibes. Mm. And there's no language that has a translation for it. It's a very Dutch word, so... We love gezellig. Fine. Yeah. And I thought this interview was uh, very gezellig. <laughs> <laughs> <How> special. <laughs> Thank you, Lexi. <laughs>